0: To this bonus episode of Exploit, it. I'm Alexis Jowski. I'm Kevin Daly. And this time we're talking about Ace Attorney
1: 2012, directed by Takashi Miike. So, <laughs> future, a
0: 裁判<笑>
1: あの人<笑>
0: It's based on the video game *Phoenix Wright: Ace Attorney*. Yes, it is in fact a telling of the first game. Yep. Almost verbatim. There's a there's an entire case from the game that's missing in the movie, though, which is yeah. fine because it had nothing to do with the. Overall plot.
1: And also the movie is already like two hours and 11 minutes long. And as much as I enjoyed it, I didn't need another like 40 minutes of it.
0: Yeah. So uh, we start with a medium talking to the dead and it's like really nice CGI with like a bullet around her. She's seeing people walking through hell and everything. Yeah. And she identifies the killer, you know, and then we get Phoenix Wright with his first case and he's in like shitty court. He's in like baby court. And he's like, This clock is two hours slow, and you say that you left the victim's apartment at two o'clock. And I'm like, Hey, that was the first case in the game. Yes, it was. <laughs> that, that was the tutorial level. They're like, You can't prove it was slow on the day of the incident. <laughs> and like, there's janitors walking around <laughs> sweeping the floor during this whole thing. Right. Enter, um, phoenix's boss mia Fay, who's like the, the victim had just returned from abroad so and had not set her clock you know so it's actually not two hours slow it's 10 hours fast and boom you know not guilty and they throw the uh the confetti all
1: over <laughs> but instead of it being like like the rest of it it's just an old lady in the back throwing
0: confetti over <laughs> yeah and the defendant is larry butts who yep. is Phoenix's friend, looks exactly like the game. Big, blonde fauxhawk.
1: Yes. Yeah. The All the... I really appreciated. that They did a very good job of making everybody look as much like the characters from the game as possible.
0: Awesome. Yeah, they get the hairstyle and the costumes. The only one that's not quite is the, uh, the detective. Yeah. The detective is kind of fat in the game, but otherwise he's a dead-on. <laughs> but Larry Butts... Looks exactly like the game. And he makes his big pose. It's everything that's like, I'm not guilty! Hooray! And nobody gives a shit. And
1: yeah, no one gives a shit about Larry.
0: And Mia gets his name wrong, like she does in the game. And he uh, thanks her by giving her a thinker statue that's actually a clock. Tells the time. Which was the thing that, uh, that whole case was about.
1: Yeah, and... Very important artifact for the uh, rest of the movie.
0: Yeah, which is interesting because when she takes it, she goes, ooh, stinks. Which is interesting because in the game at this point, Larry Butts has a line. He's like, well, people always said if something stinks, it's the Butts. (laughs) So instead of having that terrible line, we just have Mia going, you stink. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's just a statue of the thinker. You twist his neck like you're going to snap his neck and he just tells you what time it is. Force him to to
1: tell you what he's thinking, which is apparently about time. That's the only thing he thinks. Right.
0: So then we also get Miles Edgeworth. Yeah. (laughs) With his platinum hair. So good. And his boss, Manfred von Karma, who's undefeated after 40 years. A 40-year winning streak for a lawyer.
1: I suppose we should establish that in this world, they have bench trials, which are sempl- essentially like speech and debate three-day trials where they have to like <laughs> argue at each other until the judge decides they have no more responses and then makes the decision.
0: Yeah, and it's all very showmanship in the fact that you buy – tickets to the trial and um we'll get more into the audiences of it but actually one thing that i was thinking of is this is the opening to battle royale it It is in the near future crime rates had gotten so bad that the government made this radical change to our justice system that's the premise of battle royale of course battle royale's change was making these high school kids fight each other to death (laughs) ace attorney is just this speedy trial, you know, this fast, automatic bench trials.
1: I think the bench trials are slightly better than having children kill each other on an
0: island. I don't know. I kind of so, wish for we had the the legal system of Ace Attorney. I mean, it would be more efficient, in theory. I was the victim of a violent crime three years ago, and it's finally getting its trial date in May.
1: It is very... S- the trial... The, the, ju- the justice system in this country is extraordinarily slow. Oh,
0: Yes, very very slow. I mean, we didn't even get to the. Um, it was two years before we got to where we continually rescheduled arraignment for a year. Yeah, and um, well, that's neither here nor there. Right. Phoenix. Uh, you know, no, it's Mia. Mia is out gathering some evidence for other cases.
1: Yes, because also in this world, the lawyers do detective work,
0: <laughs> even though there is a detective. <laughs>
1: Right, but they can go on their own and get their own evidence. But In fact, it seems like they're expected to.
0: But Mia's looking for, like, evidence on some older case that's already been closed. What is it, DL9? Six. six. DL6. It's DL6. And... So she she calls like, Phoenix, I've got this case. I I want you to assist me. But Phoenix is with his friend Larry Butts at Lake Gord, where Larry Butts is selling steel samurai cake. And he puts up his gigantic steel samurai balloon and it plays the fucking theme song. (laughs) Because steel samurai was a big thing in the video game.
1: Yeah. Yes, it was.
0: In fact, there is an entire... Uh, the one case that they cut out is where you're you're defending st- the guy that plays Steel Samurai. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that case now. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, throughout them all, like, all the characters repeat. So a lot of these witnesses will repeat... Yeah. So there, and you get like the old security guard in that case that pops up in like other cases, but not in this movie. <laughs> the only repeating witness we get is is Lotta Hart. She shows up in the games as a recurring witness, but we'll get to her in a minute. Yeah. So Phoenix goes over to see Mia, and just as we get this very giallo moment where we get the killer's hands as he picks up a statue and descends on Mia, it's actually Dario Argento's hands. No. <laughs> <laughs> The no, Phoenix shows up and this dumbass picks the weapon, the, the thinker clock up, and then there's Maya Faye, Phoenix's, I uh, do no, Mia's sister. Yeah. Um, who becomes your assistant throughout the entire franchise.
1: Yes. Oh, the whole franchise? I've only played the first games. So I didn't know.
0: The first three. I don't know about the rest of the franchise, because then you go into, like, Zelda timeline kind of franchise.
1: Oh yeah, things get real weird with the series very fast.
0: But she thinks Phoenix committed the murder, then in comes Detective Gumshoe. <laughs> Literally, his name is Detective Gumshoe. Yes. And Phoenix is like, oh, no, no, I didn't do it, I just picked up the weapon, and Gumshoe's like, yeah, we know, the the victim wrote the killer's name on this this lamp receipt, and it says Mia on it. Yeah. It's like, you're good to go, Phoenix. But Phoenix decides to defend Maya in court, and he goes and he gets the autopsy report before he's even you know, agreed to become the attorney. He just walks on yeah. into the police station. like, can I get the autopsy report for Mia? Oh, sure. Here you go. And then he decides to become the prosecutor. Now the defense attorney and learns that Miles Edgeworth, the famous Miles Edgeworth, is the prosecutor. And we get a yeah. flashback of Miles, Larry, and Phoenix, as kids, and they look exactly the same. <laughs> right. It's the same hairstyles. <laughs> and, um... There's like a uh, a trial. It's like why they both became lawyers. Like Phoenix was accused of stealing lunch money and Miles Edgeworth is like, "Objection!" <laughs> That's right. But uh we get the real court now and our audience is just fucking insane. The the, the audience throughout the entire movie are wearing the most ridiculous costumes. Yeah. Weird wigs. At one point somebody is in blackface. <laughs> I didn't notice
1: that. It's so. I noticed weird. a bunch of weird shit, but I didn't notice that one.
0: And this audience, as they react to everything so well, they're they're cheering when the case starts. And so the first witness, Dick Gumshoe, and Miles snaps his finger, and these fucking screens come down. Well, no, it's like this grinding machine lowers these projectors. Yeah, and
1: they they display the evidence. So we're in some sort of cyberpunk future.
0: Yeah, and, um, so, you know, the, the witness, the Dick Gumshoe gives his testimony, and we get Phoenix right with this thing from the game, OBJECTION! <laughs> and he he literally throws the screen of evidence at the witness. Yeah, just, like, pushes it at him. You know, and it's like, you said she died, you know... From a sharp blow that she was instantly dead. There's no way she could have written on this receipt. And then Miles is like, oh, well, excuse me. We got an updated autopsy report that said she could have done it. Convenient. Yes. And then the next witness, Red White, the shady guy that witnessed it from across the, uh, the street. Yeah. Dressed all in black, wearing black glasses. You know, totally shady. Like, this guy is obviously the killer, kind of. Know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's just fun watching him being interrogated. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he was saying that he was drinking lemon tea and he watched this murder, but they break it down. You know, like the, and it's the statue, the clock, that kind of starts to weaken this guy's testimony. Right. Because he's like, I saw her murdered with the clock. How'd you know it was a clock? It looks like a statue. Um, Mom, um, I heard it. Oh, no, you didn't because she took the things out. Oh, right, I said, saw it in a store. Well, what store, I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah,
1: again, convenient.
0: And then when Phoenix finally establishes that this man was at the crime scene, based on his yeah, testimony.
1: Of, yeah, he couldn't see it. He didn't know it. He said he saw the lamp break, but he, there's no way he could have seen it with, from the angle.
0: Yeah, and then he says, like, well, well I was in there before planning a wiretap. <laughs> and then Mia's ghost shows up and... Tells Phoenix, look at the receipt, look at the evidence, and the receipt is for the lamp that was purchased that night. Right. And that's when Red White pulls out this megaphone and shouts, I was drinking lemon tea! Because you get the huge, gigantic reactions you do from the game as well. Yeah. 'Cause when you finally break a witness, they just fucking lose their shit in the game. The music, just like here, the music amps up and it's actually the music from the game in here. Um, it's just an orchestral version. Pretty cool. Instead of the the, like the Nintendo DS music. Yeah. But they eventually uh the crowd is going wild. Larry Butts is like running around kicking the the door. Yeah. And then the the judge says, you know, finds Maya not guilty. And then we get just a boom, big animation, and confetti rains down from the ceiling. It's not like the janitor throwing it this time. Guilty. And Maya goes up to to Red White. It's like, why'd you kill my sister? Was it because of the DL6 case? And it's uh, it's also Miles'
1: first loss. Sorry, Miles.
0: Sorry, yeah, Miles. Sorry, Miles. It is in the game too. Yeah, because this is the <laughs> second case of the game. There's four cases <laughs> in the game.
1: Right, three in the movie. Well, three and a half.
0: The DL six case we get more information that there was a murder in the courtroom basement. There was a gun, a guy named Yanni Yogi was declared insane, and the victim was Miles Edgeworth's father. That's right. dun, dun. And then we see Miles Edgeworth out on the lake with this shady guy, and he's got a gun, and there's a gunshot. And then Maya runs in to, to talk to Phoenix, going, Turn on the TV! Miles Edgeworth was arrested! Also, people at Lake Gord are seeing a monster called Gordy.
1: Yeah, the, the Gordy thing pops at first, and
0: Phoenix is like, The fuck are we watching this for? <laughs> yeah, and then, um, so Phoenix visits Miles Edgeworth and offers to represent him and he's like no i'll just go to jail
1: well, he basically says i'll find a better lawyer and, and dick shows up and goes hey no one's gonna represent him you gotta do it man
0: so phoenix and maya they go to the lake to to gather evidence as you know the lawyers are required to do in this world yep. and they meet Lotta Hart, this lake photographer that was there to take pictures of gordy with her huge fucking red afro it looks so ridiculous
1: well, it's like she lives in a hippie van down by the... God damn it. She lives in a van down by the river.
0: Yeah, she does. And then her subtitles are written in slang.
1: And I'm wondering if... She's probably the,
0: speaking I, slang.
1: That's what I'm wondering, is I don't speak Japanese. Um, my, my brother-in-law's brother, I guess that would still make him my brother-in-law, is... He lives in Japan. He lives where he has been there for, I don't know, a decade. So he speaks Japanese fluently. If he's listening, or maybe Jim, could ask him <laughs> this scene because I don't know if he's she's speaking some sort of dialect that would be considered to be like urban slang in English, yeah, cause but all, in Japanese because the subtitles are different.
0: The subtitles add a lot of Z's to her words. Like she's like, I don't talk to trashy girls with a Z at the end. Yeah, and then she's like, I believes in the justice and police. With Z's in them.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I feel like that's got to be a translation thing that goes over my head. Maybe the Japanese viewers found it really
0: funny. So we get Miles' story is that he went to the lake to meet a stranger who had information on the DL6 case. But he pulled out a gun, fired it twice, and then fell dead in the lake and Miles was there holding the gun. Well, no, the guy fired the gun, missed, then said, Merry Christmas. And missed again. And
1: I think, judging by the images later, I think what may have happened was that Miles du- dodging, ducking, may have rocked the boat, and he just kind of fell out, <laughs> leaving the
0: gun and just swam away. I think it happened differently. But we'll get to that as the case unveils, because the, the rest of the movie pretty much takes place in this courtroom. Yep. Um, And Phoenix is interrogating a lot of heart because she had her camera, which was like a sound-activated camera taking these pictures that are now evidence. And she's like, well, it was on midnight after Christmas Eve. And so Phoenix is like, well, you said after midnight on Christmas Eve. So it was actually Christmas. Huge fucking reaction from the crowd.
1: Yeah, the crowd is like, oh, shit.
0: They all fall out of their chairs like, oh, my God, what a revelation. (laughs) Do you really mean that? the
1: after midnight on Christmas Eve is actually
0: Christmas? Holy shit! <laughs> Holy balls! They all fall out of their chairs. The judge is aghast, like, what? But they, uh, Maya says, you know, that she saw the defendant clearly and then they kind of prove that she didn't, you know, because she had binoc. She's like, well, I had binoculars, yeah, but you weren't looking for a gunshot. You were looking for a fucking Gordy. That's right. So the victim is Robert Hammond, and Phoenix postulates that the victim might have shot himself. And so he goes out to look for evidence, and there's a huge crowd following them. Like, they took the audience from the court on this field trip. (laughs) And that's when they find the spooky AF fishing cabin. Yeah, Jesus. And they learn that the steel samurai balloon that uh, Larry has, it popped. That's what a bang was, and you know, has it deflated and fell into the ocean, the the lake? That's what the Gordy picture everyone was seeing was that what they thought was a monster was just this deflating balloon falling into the lake. And so they pull once
1: again, much again, uh, butts causing issues.
0: Yep, if something stinks, it's the butts. That's right. But so they uh they pull up the the guy that's the caretaker for that boathouse but he doesn't even know his name. He's like, I heard the shots and called the police, and then Miles Edgeworth walked past my window. But I don't know my name. I know his name, though. Yeah. The fluttery guy. He was fluttering. So the judge finds Edgeworth guilty, but then suddenly Larry Butts comes running in, explaining the balloon thing. So they they haul up Larry Butts as a witness, who, uh, uh you know, it's like, it was 30 minutes before Christmas, so, aha, this throws off the whole time frame, and... And so what happened, and this is what I feel happened, is that the, the guy on the boat shot uh, Miles, Miles ducked, and then he shot again and then just dived into the lake and swam away.
1: Yeah, it could be that, but why wouldn't he try to finish the job? That was like...
0: Well, no, his job was to kill Robert Hammond to frame Miles Edgeworth. And he oh, killed- to frame him. He killed Robert Hammond at 11.30 p.m.
1: Right, okay.
0: And threw okay. the body in the lake and then he gets Miles out there at twelve fifteen, fires the gun twice and swims away. So they find the body for Robert Hammond and oh you know, Miles gets blamed. So they they pulled the boat house guy up again. Yeah. And they well they they investigate his house first, that's full of feathers. And they find a detailed plan of the murder. But someone knocks them out and takes it. And we get a flashback of the DL6 case. Because that's what this all hinges on. And we have a younger Manfred von Karma. (laughs) Who, he's doing the whole lawyer thing and he snaps his teeth and the, the gears grind to bring down the screens. But they're like big asshole CRT TVs. But basically he had, uh... He was prosecuting someone and he's like, this is the gun that was used to kill somebody. And Miles' dad went into the the evidence locker underneath the courtroom where he got shot. You know, and that's what the DL-6 case was by some guy named Yanni Yogi. What is it here? They arrive with the bird, the fucking bird. That's what's next. (laughs) (laughs) I love this scene. Okay, so the bird is the caretaker's bird named Polly, Mm -hmm. Which they keep saying it's a parrot. And it is indeed a red parrot in the game. The bird in this movie is a white cockatoo, which cockatoos notably do not talk. Parrots <laughs> talk. <laughs> this one does, I guess. This one does, and um, so they get from the bird that this guy's name is Don Yanni Yogi. <laughs> well, no, no, they try to get the guy to confess that he's Yanni Yogi, and right. Felix is like, "We could just check his fingerprints." No, I don't have fingerprints.
1: And so that's. And the prosecutor's like, yeah, he lost them in the drug factory
0: where he worked. So Phoenix calls the bird as a witness.
1: I love that you can call a bird as a witness.
0: Parrot is just speaking all these numbers. And then, um, Phoenix pets the bird and he plays with the bird, trying to get the bird to talk. And then he's just like, huh oh, I'm sorry, Polly. And the bird goes, I love you, Yanni. And that's when Yanni Yogi breaks down and he confesses, I killed Robert Hammond! I am Yanni Yogi! You know, and we get this really fucking tragic flashback. Yeah. Because he insists he did not kill Miles Edgeworth. And his lawyer at the time told him, like, we can get you not guilty, you know, by mental defect.
1: Yeah, because he doesn't want to lose a case. Remember, he's, he's facing off against Mr. I Never Lose a Case, and the guy who's representing him is part of a firm that we just don't lose, so we'll get a not guilty by reason of insanity, and everybody will save face, and yeah.
0: Yeah, and he finally gets home after his time in the, the mental institution, and his house is just, they graffitied the fuck out of it. It says killer and murder everywhere. And then he goes inside and finds out his wife killed herself. She's just hanging On the back porch. My note just says, holy fucking shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's really depressing.
0: And his way of coping is this bird that he just apologizes to his wife, who's also named Polly. Yeah. And so he's always, I'm sorry, Polly. And the bird goes, I love you, Yanni. That this is his way of coping. Yeah, And then, you know, in his depression, somebody sent him details for this crime. They sent him the gun, the acid to burn off his fingerprints. Which we get to see him putting his fingerprints in the acid. Ugh, oh, brutal. My note says, God damn, that is some Ichi the Killer shit right there. Yep. That is cocky horror all over it.
1: <laughs> yes, it does.
0: So, then who killed Gregory Edgeworth? And Miles confesses, I did it. And then, then the court's like, what, 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 what? You know, rabble, rabble, yep. rabble. They take a break to deliberate on this. Yes where maya plays the piano phoenix goes through the paperwork and mia's ghost appears telling him to turn logic on its head and so manfred von karma the prosecutor phoenix decides that he has the the bullet that was shot out of the gun in his body that they never found a bullet at the the crime scene for dl6 so yep. He must have taken it away in his body. That Manfred Karma was there, got shot, and still has the bullet to this day. And so he borrows Larry's metal detector. Yeah, his fucking
1: homemade metal detector.
0: And so now von Karma's like, Yeah, yeah, I was there, I got shot, um and the bullet is in me. Um you know, and then so he takes the bullet and the bullet that was like found in the crime that, you know, Gregory Edgeworth was prosecuting years ago. Yeah. And I love when Phoenix like, let's check the rifling pattern on these two bullets, and he throws the bullet up in the air, and as it hangs in the air, these lasers come out. Just scan
1: it midair. It's pretty sick.
0: And we get the whole thing that just goes zero doo, percent doo, doo. match. Yeah, and he's like, "What? Yeah, the evidence substantiates your wrongdoing one hundred percent, Manfred von Karma." Yeah. <laughs> And he just gets right to the point that you murdered Gregory Edgeworth to protect your trial record. And you framed these people. Um, uh, where Manfred von Karma confesses. but he, and tries- he just
1: goes off on, like, these guys are all scum. They all deserve to go to jail. Our
0: job is to put criminals behind bars. In mean, fact, it goes, objection. Our mission is to seek the truth. So Manfred von Karma tries to walk out with his dignity like he's being arrested, but he still has to, like, take his cane back and walk out unhandcuffed. Yeah. And we get, not guilty, and the confetti falls on Miles That's Edgeworth. Right. Detective Gumshoe is screaming cheers. Gumshoe. Detective Gumshoe. <laughs> That's what my That's note a, said, though. It that was my like typo. A,
1: that sounds like a uh, the Detective Gumshoe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a spin-off of, of the right. amazing world of Gumball. That's right. So Miles and Phoenix shake hands, and they're all happy. They're all friends. And they go outside, and Mi- Maya's like, there's still one major loose end here. Um, the trial when you were all children. Who did steal that lunch money from the classroom? And Larry Butts goes like, "I did. I stole it to buy figurines." Okay, and it's just like fun. It starts playing our closing song, which yeah. is "2012 Spark" by Porno Graffiti, which I yeah, recognized this band.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good song too.
0: It is. I like that band. Um, they do themes. They do the song Melissa, which was in Full Metal Alchemist, that I really like that song. I've never actually seen the anime, but the song has popped up in playlists.
1: Yeah, I've only, I've seen some of it. I don't remember the song, but I have seen the uh, anime. Some of it, not all of it. It's good, though.
0: And we get a brief shot of other cases with Phoenix and Miles. We get the Jammin' Ninja case from Phoenix Wright (laughs) 2.
1: And now instead of like Bitter enemies are just like constantly just in competition with each other. Yeah, because
0: uh... it's like friendly competition. On the court for the Jammin' Ninja, Miles Edgeworth is like, "Well, what about this evidence?" And he's big, big smile as he's holding up the Jammin' Ninja guitar. Does he say? Doesn't
1: doesn't it, doesn't Phoenix say that's like dirty pool or something?
0: He does. <laughs> that's dirty pool, Miles, and Miles goes. My methods do not violate the law, but they seem to violate you. Do you have a problem with that? <laughs> yeah, and,
1: end credits are good.
0: Yeah, and then it just goes, Objection! And it shows the game logo. That's right. I loved this movie a lot. It's so fun. I was, like, smiling the
1: entire way through. It just This is not something you would expect would ever work, and it does, like, perfectly.
0: Yeah, it's the best uh, video game adaptation I think I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Somehow. (laughs) Um, It is practically word for word the game. I mean, they left out that one Silver Samurai case, but that also has nothing to do with anything.
1: It's just so fun and, like, whimsical, and I don't know how they did it, they made this ridiculous game feel like it somehow could be grounded in reality.
0: But it's still a ridiculous and fun movie. Yeah. Because I think the audience reaction sells it throughout, the way they're gasping. Yeah. Even the, the witnesses. Like, oh, you have in, like, Phoenix Wright's first case. The yeah. uh, the prosecutor, when he loses, he's like, no, and just tears his toupee off. Yeah. That happens in the game, because the game has the... Uh, huge reactions because the game was on ds so it's not like you have moving characters so they can show you their stress by just this over-exaggerated picture of somebody yeah but they match those over-exaggerations and i loved it but yeah, the music is the same as in the game it's just an orchestral virgin- version, version uh, with a string orchestra and everything and a choir but yeah this movie is delightful Definitely we'll have this over 5 p.m. coffee.
1: Oh, for sure. 100%. It's, it's just so fun. Like, there's... I don't know, know. It's just... It's so
0: entertaining. Because next week we have the the old school origins of exploitation here. Oh? With a... Uh, well, I don't want to say the origin. It's just an old movie. <laughs> uh, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Ah. The the classic from 1965 from Russ Meyer.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's early for sure. Yep.
0: Yep. And that's what we have next week. We might pair it with something. I'll decide in a minute. But we will catch you all then. Good night, everybody. Good night.